What's up, everybody? Welcome to Listen Money Matters. No investment has a better ROI than maintaining your mind and body. That's a catchphrase from one of our community members, Galen, and I'm just going to say that before I introduce myself because I'm really excited that we're building this community, man. Yeah, it's really uh, becoming a thing. It's very surprising. Like, it's actually working really well. Yeah, I'm impressed with both all, like, the progress of members posting things on their own and helping each other out, but also all the dev work that's gone into it, man. Thanks, dude. Props to you. And anyway, if this is your first time ever listening to this, which I guess I wouldn't be that weird... My name is Thomas, and I'm here, as always, with my friend Andrew, who did all the work in the community. No, I didn't do all the work. Actually, everyone (laughs) in the community did all the work. I guess, yeah. Who did all the work, at least building it and coding it? Um, Well, so your girlfriend did all the design work. That's Um, true. Everyone in the community did all of the cool value conversation stuff, and I think I just added it to my domain, basically. You're so so (laughs) humble, man. I can't even, like, give you props. All right. You, You, like, typed a few keystrokes in Sublime Text. How's that? B- basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you like logged into an SSH server. I put my hands on the monitor and it just like happened. There you go. Yep. If only videos were that easy. <sighs> it's so hard. Anyway, I'm drinking a beer now. Are you? I am drinking a beer. Nice. What kind of beer are you drinking, Tom? I have an Asahi Super Dry because I like Japanese beer. And my local grocery store sells several different kinds of Japanese beer. Because they... Like me. Apparently. Is it a Japanese grocery store? No. Really? Oh, so it just, must be it's like... It's just the main grocery store in town, but I gotta say, Hy-Vee, like, you have Wegmans, right? Is yeah, uh, not in here, but by more my it's parents like, are. Yeah. yeah. So I've heard, like, I looked up, because I wanted to see the new Hy-Vees are really good, how they ranked, and apparently, like, Wegmans is the best grocery store chain in the nation, but I think Hy-Vee was on the list, and they're getting better. Dude, Wegmans is, like, basically the best. I mean, so I would go there just to get lunch. Like, their sandwiches and everything mm. they have, they're all fresh. Like, I would, we would buy loaves of bread, and it would be gone before we got home because I would eat, like, the entire loaf in the car. Like, <laughs> just hot, crusty pepper bread made by someone who actually cares and likes their job. <laughs> but anyways, I, I'm, dr- I'm drinking a uh, Black Dynamite. It's a Black Indian Pale Ale. And... Um, there always has to be something special. So this one, which I was, I was in my uh, local liquor store and I saw, I was like, ah, sounds cool. I've been liking my dark beers lately. This one is by 902 Brewing Co., which is actually a local Hoboken brewing company. And Very it nice. is actually good. So it was like double whammy right there. It was like brewed in Hoboken and I like it. So that's awesome. I love going to local places and, and I just hit up a, there's a local place called Confluence. That's in Des Moines. We were just like walking around the lake and I was like, oh yeah, it is right there. Let's just walk in there and get something. And then we realized she didn't have her ID. So we had to walk all the way back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you walked back the second time. Then yes. Then well, it was good. We drove back. Mm. But yes, it was pretty good. <laughs> they have some good beer there. But yeah, it kind of one of their beers like smells like bananas to me. Mm. And she doesn't agree. She doesn't. She thinks I'm crazy. But I can test that it is banana beer. Well, we've all seen your YouTube channel, so we know you're crazy. It's true. It is very true. Hashtag not lunch. That's right. Oh, my God. You have to watch Thomas's latest video. It's called The Science Behind Speed Reading. I will say no more, but if you watch just the first 30 seconds, it is very gratifying. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. All the hard work has paid off. <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to talk about a money thing. 
But before that, if you want to send us your catchphrases, they are, uh, we are at Money Matters Man on Twitter or on Facebook. And speaking of maintaining my mind and body, I'm going to go out and skate right after this episode because that's my idea of working out. But today we're going to talk about specifically loaning money to yourself out of your 401k. Yeah, which is this... Which I didn't know was a thing. So it, not only is it a thing, I, th- I personally think it is a particularly awesome thing. Um, usually, if you would take a loan out, right? So you'd go and you'd be like, all right, I want to get this house and I'm going to go to Wells Fargo and they're going to lend me money. I'm going to pay them interest. But right. The fundamental difference between that and a 401k loan is a 401k loan, you actually borrow from yourself because it's your money. And as a result, you actually pay yourself interest. Huh. All right. Walk me through this because my initial thoughts right here are that if I'm contributing to a 401k, then ideally I'm contributing up to the match limit and like nothing more unless my 401k has like awesome fund options or something Mm. random like that in which I don't even know if I would still do that because I don't want to, if I had a 401k, I would do up to the match limit and then I would do my own investments with everything else just because I wouldn't want to have more tied up with a specific company than is advantageous to to do. Mm. So if I loan for my 401k, am I like effectively losing some of that hundred percent match so, uh, like, wouldn't it be better to just have a lower interest rate with somebody else? I don't know. Yeah, walk me through it. Like, maybe I'm missing something here. How does all right. it work? No, no, I, I got you. Let me simply <laughs> break down uh, how it works. So, okay. um, first of all, if whatever is vested in your 401k, so for example, you may have an employer who matches you 5%, and they could have stipulations where their matching is only vested or, or yours in five years. So if that's the case, Mm. you can't borrow against it. You really can't do anything with it. But you you can uh, make money on it in in your your 401k investments. But if it is is vested, um, you can borrow against it. Now, Okay, before we get into this, mm. I'd like you to explain vesting to me. So basically, if a company – if your 401k doesn't become vested until you worked there for five years, Mm -hmm. are they still contributing – is it like they're contributing, they're matching whatever you're contributing for that first five years, but if you were to leave, then like they take it all back, it, whatever they exactly matched? exactly how it works. Like it literally sits in your account, is in your allocations, and then when they, you leave, they just claw it back from you. Okay, so, but if you stay the five years, then it becomes vested and you like without, like guaranteed you get it. Yeah, and so if you look at your 401k, there'll be two numbers. There'll be... Um, your total balance and your vested balance. And usually okay. if like, you add it into Mint, Mint will show your total balance. Um, but it's, gotcha. it's actually, I, I think it's like more rare that it'll be vested, especially like you'd have to be like for a smaller company. Um, most ca- In most cases, it is automa- like immediately vested. Gotcha. Oh, in most cases, your 401k is immediately vested? Yeah, so I would say most employers will, uh, when they match you, it'll be immediately invested, so it's yours from that moment. So if you got like one 401k contribution, and they matched whatever one time, and then you left, you'd keep that. Because when we talked to Chloe on this financial life, didn't she say that her company, like it was vesting after two years, and they 
did layoff after like one year and 11 days or yeah. 11 months and like 35 or 30 or 30 days or something like that that was that was pretty um, it was like a week before yeah. vesting options or whatever yeah and uh so actually laura's company where she'd worked for uh before like working on lmm uh full-time is she uh i think it was like a five-year vesting period or some like ridiculous thing and so it wound up being a significant part of her 401k who the hell is going to be at a company for five years is the thing like these days like i feel like if you if you're if you're negotiating a job offer or looking at one and they offer a 401k that vests after five years you should essentially consider it a 401k that never vests Oh my god. So so I don't want to get into it, but I know that Laura is going to listen to this when she edits it. And uh I just recently made a decision um to to not take a job. Um that seemed pretty attractive, but uh they they would have given me stock options, but it would have vested in 5 years. Yeah. And like you're probably not going to be there in 5 years. Yeah. So and I, mean, I don't know. Been, have you been with iHeart for 5 years? I've been there for two and a half years, which to me feels like eternity. a lifetime. Yeah. Right. Like Basically my whole life. Ever since I've known you, you've been there. It's yeah. been a long time. So so anyway, and so, you were already thinking about leaving. So like the well, next thing, if you would have gone to this company, you you could have very well like thought about leaving in two and a half years after that. You well, know, so the that's thing just is, what the economy has kind of become. It, it's not even like I was thinking about leaving cuz actually wasn't and I really like iHeart, which is this weird thing where it then becomes this negotiating benefit because they have to then like woo you and have a better offer. And uh, I, like the thing is my dad taught me to, if there's like a, an opportunity just to always listen, right? So right. I, go, I go in interviews to practice my interviewing skills because who knows, it could be the best opportunity in the world, but, but I'm not looking. But anyways, we digress. <laughs> okay, so we've we've gotten our our rant about vesting out of the way. So, what you're saying is you can borrow against the vested balance. Yes, yeah, so you could borrow not against the total balance. Correct. And to answer your question um, from before is what, and I, I think this is the question is when you borrow from your 401k, it's actually not invested in the stock market anymore, so you don't get the gains on it. So whatever okay. so say you have ten thousand in a four hundred one K and you borrow five thousand dollars. Five thousand that you didn't borrow remains invested in all the investments it's in. Okay. And five thousand kinda gets put on hold and you borrow against it, and instead of getting investment gains, you get interest payment gains from you paying back your loan. Um this doesn't make sense to me. Tell me. Because say I'm making 7% in the stock market mm-hmm. and I pull out 5K from my 401K mm-hmm. and I use that money. That money, like say I pay it back within five years, that money would have been making 7% on average, most likely mm-hmm. sitting in my 401K and I could have gone out and gotten like a $5,000 home loan at like 3.5% interest. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cheaper? So, um, that that's a great question. And uh, first of all, the 7% a year is on average, right? So right. You, could, you could have pulled out during a downturn, but you also could have pulled out when the market did like 14% for the year, right? Yeah, but you can't predict that. Right, so you, you can't predict that. Um, but you can but, say this interest rate is 3.5% and will be for the next five years. Right. Yes. And so think of it like this. Um, you're going to go get a mortgage on your home 
And I mean, you're, you're going to have a mortgage anyways, and it's going to be three point whatever percent anyways. But in order to get that home, you need a down payment, and the down mm-hmm. payment that you contribute determines basically what you'll pay per month for the life of the loan, which is like fifteen years or thirty years. The most popular one being thirty years, and so uh, and and as a result, you pay much less interest. So obviously, it's very beneficial to put a higher down payment to your home. Than a lower one because you don't have cash at the time. Yeah, but if you're pulling money out of your 401k to contribute to a down payment, then you're paying interest on that down payment in another area. But actually, that interest payment goes back to you because it's your own money. So it does, but you're paying for it in, in lost lost gains that it would get from sitting in the account where it was in the first place, so, right? So if you did like so, there's a- the opportunity cost. So you're not yeah, like handing correct. money over, but you're paying in lost, like lost realized gains. Yeah. So um, I, I took a look on uh, my Fidelity account because that's where my 401k is managed, and um, they would offer an interest rate of 4.25 percent. So if you thought that the, mar- I mean, the market does like on average seven percent, you could do seven minus 4.25, and that would be the potential. Like opportunity cost. Obviously, the market could go much higher. It could also go much lower. Um, but okay, you know. so let's look at the steps. Mm. I pull out five k. Now to pay that back, like I pay back like five hundred a month, just say mm-hmm. of the principal, and then like that four point two five interest um, math things <laughs> so five hundred dollars times one point oh four two five so you're paying back five twenty one twenty five per month mm-hmm. is five twenty one twenty five going in back into your 401k well well i mean it wouldn't be that per month because it's a yearly i mean just, just like completely like bullshit okay yeah, so, so it was so like if say was it was over- like a six thousand dollar loan that mm-hmm. way it, it is per month five hundred dollars a month Right, right. Uh, so the four point two five percent would be over the course of the year, and that interest, in addition to the principal payment, all would go back into your four hundred one k. Because okay. you're borrowing against your own money, so you're paying yourself interest. So what is the upside for the company? For what fidelity? Is it just that they're so? Oh, so the so the. Fidelity the interest is like a, you're paying back is not going to be matched by your company, so it's just like straight up investment from you. Right. They're, so they're what would happen is like, so say you have your 401k matching and it's, or you have your 401k contributions and it's always enabled and you always get your matching, but you also take a loan out to help with a down payment of your home, right? When okay. You pay the first of all, the most you could borrow is fifty percent of whatever you have, you know, vested, um, and then what happens is you you pay that money back with interest to yourself um, through okay. through like you know how like your four hundred one k comes out of your check before like pre tax yes. so it would come out of your check post tax and you'd pay yourself back so it all kind okay. of happens so would you set it up for like if you took if you took whatever out of your four hundred one k to the point where you had to give. $500 a month back, say. Mm. So then when you got your paycheck, it would go like your original contribution to your 401k, then taxes would come out, then your 401k loan payment, and then you'd get whatever's left over in your paycheck? Correct. Okay, gotcha. 
So to figure out how much a 401k loan is going to cost you, it is whatever your investments in your 401k would make over the period of the loan minus the interest rate and then also factoring in the inflation cost because you're putting in that money later on instead of now. Mm. Right? Is that correct? I mean, if you think about it, inflation is actually uh, beneficial to to debt. So as as inflation happens, your debt technically gets cheaper because not the, if you're not the money is worth money. Less. But not if you're not making more money. I guess if you get a raise or right, something. Right, I mean, right. yeah, so if everything remains constant, then sure. But if if you're still if you're making 50k mm. and you're and you're paying money that you loaned out of your 401k, then it's it's you're paying it in later right mm-hmm. so you're it's not sitting there collecting interest for as much time and it's not worth as much when you invest it because you're investing it so later that's the the biggest downside is the fact that the money that you've borrowed is no longer making market gains or losses yeah it's just being paid back by you with interest on top so at the end of the period if you weren't contributing any additional money to 401k at all you would actually be left with more money in your 401k post loan because of the interest you have to pay okay huh all right so i think i kind of understand it mm mm-hmm. In what situations would you want to take out a loan from your 401k versus getting a regular loan? So there's a couple scenarios that I think would be – like, look, if you're going to go buy a TV um, and you could just take a personal loan out against your 401k, I – Definitely wouldn't recommend recommend that. It's like kind of dumb. I mean, it sounds like a dumb idea. It's it's absolutely anyway, dumb for but, buying a TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just never buy TVs. Who watches TV anyways? You just watch. I mean, I know TV. some people are mad that I took a loan for my car, mm. but like even I can say it's dumb to take a loan for a TV. <laughs> TV is not going to get you to the grocery store in the snow. I don't know, dude. If it's flat on the front and the back, you but I could surf the TV to the store. I guess if I live at the top of a hill, that's true. I mean, what else do you do with like, the old TV? Then I can't watch cartoons on it later because I weigh a lot. I'm going to break that screen. True. But, <laughs> but look, dude, so I think it's an excellent uh, – uh, I think that like an excellent use for it is to put a down payment on a home. So interestingly, you could say – say you're going to buy uh, a $200,000 home, right? And you want to put 20% down, and I think that is the smart thing to do. Um, yeah. because you won't pay PMI, you'll reduce your payment by quite a lot. What's PMI? Um, so like if it's below 20%? It's like a mortgage insurance. And you got to pay it if you're below 20% down payment? Is that what it is? Um, yes. So anything less than 20% okay. you pay PMI That's on. That's what bank is. So, so it makes a lot of sense to um, not pay PMI. And the thing is, so if you have your $200,000 home, 20% is $40,000. So you're like, all right. I have my $40,000, I'm ready to buy this house, and you go through the process, and your bank's like, all right, I just want to make sure that you have uh, you know, the required $60,000 or whatever liquid in your account. And you're like, whoa, whoa, I have my down payment of 40000 but the bank actually requires you to have liquid cash on hand so you could survive and make payments post-loan. So you hmm. really need to have more than 20% on hand. So yeah. Which is uh, something that most new homeowners don't know. And so you could uh, 
just take the loan out and have less than 20%. Um, or, or you could potentially put in more. But if you take the 401k loan out, uh, first of all, you're paying the interest back to you and you're going to reduce the monthly price of your home over the course of your loan. Okay. Right? So if it's over a 30-year loan, which is like the typical one that people sign up for, um, right. you could leverage your 401k in the short term to push down the long-term amount of interest that you would pay. Because you're – okay, so it's interest that you're paying. Instead of like more interest that you're paying back to the bank, you're paying some of that interest to yourself. Right. Okay. So if you really want to do all the math behind it, you have to figure out the – Unrealized gains and inflation cost versus the interest that you're not having to pay on your mortgage. Mm. And if it's higher, then a 401k loan is useful. So, especially if you don't have to pay PMI. Exactly. I mean, PMI goes like that's just throwing away money. It yeah. goes to the you know private mortgage insurance company and, and you never see it. Right. Um, so that's like the most typical. And I think that uh, like is definitely the most effective way to um to use use a 401k loan uh the the other thing is like if i went to lending club and i wanted to get a loan and and i have before uh both to try it and uh, i was like a year ago i had built up a little bit of credit card debt uh the interest i'm gonna get is like about six percent which is like really good for lending club um and much better than credit card companies, but my 401k yeah. loan would be 4.25%, so it's even lower. So another okay. popular like use of this is uh, to um, refinance credit card debt. That makes sense. So, so this is interesting because there's like two ways to think of the interest on this. Mm. When you're thinking about what you have to pay month to month, you got to think about the actual interest rate. But what you got to think when you're thinking about what you are losing in interest, it's the inverse. Mm. It's the difference of the market gains and the interest rate. Correct. So, okay. That's but if, if you weird. put this scenario of like, say, you know, a lot of people just have their 401ks, there's like some matching, but maybe they have no savings and they have some credit card debt. And there's, there's a common yeah. scenario. Um, so you have your credit card, which is charging you 20% or whatever interest, um, and you, you're maybe gaining on average 6%, 7% on your 401k. Um, so it obviously makes much more sense to pay down your credit cards, but if you tapped your 401k, you'd get a penalty. So you, if you took the loan, you'd be able to pay off your credit card debt, mm. and then you'd pay yourself back at a much lower interest rate and you'd actually wind up with more contributions in the end because instead of just paying some right. company interest and they keep it, you keep it. And you're not, you're not, okay, so, and the loan isn't tapping, right? Right, so there's Correct. no penalty to take out a loan. Now, that's actually a fundamentals question that I wanted to clarify with you because I was thinking about this the other day, like when Anna asked about her 401k stuff, a 401k is not a retirement account. So I, I know, like, if I tap my IRA, well, then 401k I have to pay. is a retirement account. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I thought a four hundred one k was just a vehicle for contributing things, and there could be like retirement accounts within it. No, no. So it's a retirement account, and uh, oh, if you withdraw, okay. uh, I mean, like, I if you have a hardship <laughs> withdrawal, which um, you could qualify for, you know, maybe you lost your job, whatever, and there's like some stipulations, you even still get a ten percent penalty. Plus, okay. plus you pay taxes on it. So. 
Um, if you just straight out withdraw, the penalty is even higher. So I like, think. I think. Yeah, we did. We did an episode a while back where we like defined the difference between a IRA and a four hundred one k. And I guess the conclusion I got of it was I thought that like a four hundred one k was just like, like in video, like um, like H two six four is like a wrapper, and there's like some like or like AVI or whatever, like MOV, it's like a wrapper, and then like the codec is within it. Mm. And I kind of thought like that's how it was with like the four hundred one k is like a wrapper for like the IRA. But I guess it's not that. Well, I guess like the 401k or the IRA is the wrapper because you'll have individual investments within. Okay. So both with with like a Roth, regular IRA and 401k, it's the same thing where it's like you can't take out until you're retired. And that's the thing is like a, a lot of people have a significant portion of their wealth in things like these retirement accounts, you know, 401ks, IRAs. Because it's something automatic through the company and there, there's obviously benefits because there's matching. And then you want to do something like buy a home. And it's like, well, I have this wealth and I can't tap it. And maybe it does make more sense to temporarily tap it to, you know, get your home. And then in, you know, four or five months, you, you pay yourself back. Um, and, and the term could be decided by you. Um, okay. Huh. And that, that's so, actually another – just real quick, that's another like really big point is that like uh, the length of time that it takes to pay back your 401k loan is decided by you. That's true. So you could so, say – I mean it should honestly be – even if you take a loan, right? Mm. Shouldn't that be decided by you too? Um, usually – Except for maybe with a mortgage. But. Yeah, so a lot of the loans, uh, they have like more stringent. It's like we'll, we'll let you take out a home loan. Uh, it's going to be 15 years, 30 years or an arm, you know. Um, well, I guess hmm. Lending Club will let you choose your, your length of your loan, too. All right. So well, I know with, like, with my car loan, it's a 60-month, but I can pay it as fast as I want with no penalty, hmm. which I'm not going to be paying it off in 60 months. I'm, I currently have it set up to go a little bit faster than that, and depending on how I'm feeling, I might go way faster well, than that. Well, I think the benefit is like you could have, before you got your loan, you could have calculated that I could do this in 20 months or whatever. I could pay back the loan. Yeah. But you could instead set the term at 60 months so that you have that's, the flexibility if you I do did. have hardship, and then you just overpay consistently. So that's you'll pay kinda, the same yeah. amount, but you'll, ha- but you'll be able to pull back on payments if something right. happens. Or That was kind of my thinking was like, okay, could I, if I wanted to, pay $1,000 a month towards this mm. and pay off the car in less than like a year and a half? Yes, I think I could. So, but I set it at 60 because that gives me flexibility. I can put more into my investments, all that kind of stuff. So I guess that's kind of the same with your 401k loan. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, you can set a term, correct? Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. So if somebody out there has decided like, this is the way that I should go because I have a legit reason for it. Like what's generally the process to initiate one of these loans? So it's generally ridiculously easy. Okay. Um, so I logged into Fidelity. Um, you know, I clicked on my 401k, and there's like a tab that says withdrawal slash loan. Click on loan, and then I just type in the box how much I want a loan a loan for, and it basically says you could take one dollar or a thousand dollars, whatever the minimum is, up to fifty percent of your balance. So for my current 401k, it was like uh, like one thousand to ten thousand dollars, and mm-hmm. then I set the amount of months I want to pay it over. 
There's, it says calculate, and then it'll tell me what my rate would be. And then you say do it, and it says uh, between like, it's like up to seven business days. It'll just be in your account. Okay, gotcha. Huh. Well, that's pretty easy. Is there anything else we should cover on this on this subject? Uh, I, I mean, I think that it's important to, to kind of note that um, like you, you have to th- – there's like some catches. So, okay. I mean, first of all, like, I think it's great for buying your first home, um, you know, paying for, uh, you know, refinancing of credit card debt, or, I mean, even paying for college um, hmm. or paying down student loans because um, you could probably get a better interest rate from your own loan. But there, there's definitely some things to consider. Uh, like, for example, um, most most of the time uh, you need 60 – like if you change jobs because the way you pay back your 401k loan is automated through your payroll of your existing company, right? Okay. Like we said in the beginning, it's like after post-tax, then the 401k loan money comes out, then you get your check. So when you change jobs or lose your job, you have 60 days in most cases to pay back your loan. Oh, that could be tough. So it, like, if you think like you're on the rocks and you might lose your job um, or, or you may change jobs, then this wouldn't be a good option. Because What happens if you can't pay it back? Because there's plenty of people out there who haven't felt like they're on the rocks and then just blindsided get laid off because the company decides to be a dick. What, are you, doing that? You know, what are you doing in that situation? Uh, then it becomes a penalty withdrawal. Okay, so basically, like, if it's like, what is it, a ten percent penalty or something? Uh, Just so, automatically ten so percent. It's more. Ten percent's only for hardship. I, I don't know the exact oh. number, but it, it's a lot more. It, it's it's enough where you, it would never be considered a good idea. You know, we okay. can say, we can say the exact number, but if you're doing a hardship withdrawal, like that's pretty bad financially. So you got to do the math in your head of like, how much can I take out that I can pay back quickly enough? that I'm not worried about that happening. Mm. Like if that was the case, I don't know. I'm cynical. I see a lot of layoffs happen. I wouldn't take out a 401k loan that I couldn't pay off in like two years. You know, I'll give you an example. Um, and and, I mean, you could probably resonate with this as well. So, cause I, I know you have some savings and a lot of people do have savings. So we went to buy this condo and we had down payment money. And between the amount of the down payment and the, the amount that the bank want us to have cash on hand, we needed more. And I have, I have a, a rather large position in Apple that has done rather well. And it would be a taxable event for me to sell that. And I, don't, I didn't want to sell it. Um, but they require it to be liquid. They don't require your inve- They don't count your investments as part of this this number. So I took a loan out against my four hundred one k, in order to finish the transaction, and then within a few months, I paid it all back. But it allowed me to keep all the rest of my financial situation intact, okay. without say like selling Apple, paying taxes, buying it back at possibly a higher price. You know, where if I lost my job and I needed yeah. to. I, c- I could do that. I would obviously, yeah. You know, and I think that's fine because you said you paid it off in a few months. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you took out so much that you would be paying it back for years, and just hoping and praying that you don't get laid off, and you know have that so, time limit cut uh, short. I mean, look, I will say that uh, their layoffs are a very real thing. They happen, but n- I would say most people aren't like living in a situation where they're in constant fear of being laid off. 
And, yeah, so true. there's some measure of stability. And obviously anything you do, I mean, if you invest in the market, it's risky. Anything you do is pretty much risky. And I think you just yeah. need to kind of weigh that out. Um, because look, like you, you could uh, get hit with a penalty if you lose your job. But the, the potential gain of paying down credit card debt from a 20% interest rate to a 4% interest rate uh, is like pretty significant. So it may even still work out, you know, to do that. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Well, I don't have a 401k. <laughs> so I don't got to worry about this. Or I guess another way to put it is I don't get to have this as an option. True. But it sounds like it's pretty useful in certain cases. So we, we've done it um, twice, uh, Laura and I. And it's been like having that flexibility has been really great for us. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people harp on like the potential loss like you know the loss of potential gains that you could have by borrowing but uh i think it i think it pays for itself in in convenience yeah given given that you can reconcile all the caveats we talked about yes yeah okay well i think that probably puts a bow on it correct i think so cool all right guys well if you have questions about this or any other topic related to money then listen money matters at gmail.com is our email address. And you can also subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen and giving a review definitely helps the show. This week's review comes from Jen Meyer on iTunes. And they say, I've been wanting to learn more about personal finance for 31 years, but I've been too busy being a typical clueless zombie. <laughs> so when I was, bu- so I was busy, I've been listening to almost every episode and I finished in maybe three weeks now. I think I'm addicted. I think wow. I need LMM every morning like I need coffee. Thanks, guys, for being the friends in my ear that know what's important to the typical clueless zombie. Must listen podcast. Wow. That's, that was... that's how I got into this. You guys are like my daily walk thing, coffee thing. <laughs> <laughs> Have my coffee, go for a walk, listen to the new episode. A little bit of money. And now knowledge. I'm making the episode. That's right. You've created. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can find more money management resources and books we like, tools and all that kind of stuff at missamoneymatters.com slash toolbox. So that's all we got. Thanks for hanging out with us again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Later, man. Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show. Thank you.